No cap, all facts, here we go, listen I can move across the aisle, never think twice Underground Railroad got me trying to see the light Hey, what's going on everybody? This is your boy Quentin, host of the Menology Project podcast And we are back here with our season two Faith and Friends is our theme for this season And um, we're adding a little flavor to this We're going to do probably about an eight to ten episode uh, series um called men hurt too uh because a lot of us out there as men we have a lot of trauma uh and things that hit our life and we don't really have the capacity to really share this information the way that we really need to uh to be able to move forward in life sometimes and so what i wanted to do was open up a platform that will be able to help us hear some stories of uh some men who have had some trauma hit their life, uh, how they processed it, how their faith, their friends have been able to help them through it, uh, and to be able to hear the good news on the end of it as how they have now been able to, uh, whether they open up nonprofits, uh, start a soup kitchen, whatever the case may be, to help them be able to move forward, to be able to show memory to whatever happened in their life. Um, so today, man, I got a really good special guest here. Uh, I would say he's a longtime friend, but he's not. <laughs> we talk like we were friends forever, but um, but he's a good a good guy here. His name is Solomon Bonner. Um, he's a father, uh, and he has a great story uh, that had trauma in the beginning, and then he turned it into something that would actually help him actually be able to move forward in life. So we just want to welcome Solomon Bonner uh, to our uh, show. How you doing, sir? how you doing thanks for having me yes sir uh, like i said before man i really appreciate you coming on uh to share uh your story with us and with all of my um uh followers out there man and uh hopefully and i pray that this will actually bless somebody and uh just bring some type of strength to somebody man so uh go ahead tell a little bit about yourself uh like you said my name is solomon bonner um i'm a father uh photographer i've been an entrepreneur my whole life had a son, young, straight out of high school, and uh, his name is uh, actually Solomon Jr. Um, should I just go into the story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Ted. Okay. Yeah, okay. go ahead and uh, kind of give them the background of where we're headed uh, with this whole okay. episode here. Okay. Yeah, so had a son, my first son, super young, Solomon Jr. Um, went to Tennessee State, uh, but I didn't finish there because I – was so far away from him and I like really wanted to be like a father. I really wanted to be in his life, spend time with him. I didn't want to miss like no moments with him. But uh anyway, so um like I said, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, uh from from baking cookies with my son, uh making um hip hop learning mixtapes with my son, uh football, <laughs> basketball. We, yeah, yeah. Uh, what well, is a hip hop learning mixtape? Um, when my son was three years old, we was riding in a car together, and uh, we was listening to uh, this Lil Wayne song called "The Black Is Hot." Yeah, and, uh, my son was in a in a back seat, and he was listening to it, and he was like, "Shake that!" And I was like, <laughs> "I had to pull over." <laughs> I had to pull over. I'm like, "Hold on, boy, say right. your ABCs." <laughs> so he went, you know, to say his ABCs. He was all over the place. So I took that same instrumental, the same beat, you know, from Lil Wayne. I went to the studio and just wrapped the ABCs over it. And then, oh. uh, yeah, yeah. So I gave that to him. He picked up the ABCs just like that. He took it to daycare. Um, a lot of um, um, other parents, they loved it. And it was like, do you got more songs? And so uh, <laughs> what I ended good. up doing, I took, 
Yeah, so what I ended up doing, we um made a hip hop learning mixtape. So it was like all hip hop beats, but it was like, you know, learning over. So we did um counting in Spanish from one to ten, shapes, colors, you know what I'm saying? Just like the sounds of the letters. It was like about 12 tracks on there. And then um, my son, yeah, my son Solomon, he um did all like the interludes. So one of the interludes, um, I had called him, you know, I think it's like track eleven. And I was like, what's up, boy? What you doing? He was like, I'm about to go outside. I said, what you about to do? So I'm going over to my friend's house. I said, okay, well, when you go outside, you ain't supposed to look both ways because daddy will hate for something to happen to you. So go outside, look both ways, and have fun. So it's stuff like that. This is a project that I could do with him. That's um, nice, dude. Yeah, so he ended up um, selling like a whole bunch of them. Uh, so that was, so after he sold those, he uh, like put that money to the side. And then um, we started like baking cookies. Like I said, I come from an entrepreneurship like type family. My, my grandfather, father, my mother, like everybody I've been around always did like some entrepreneur type type stuff. So oh, okay, um, yeah. So when my son being around me all the time, we had a close relationship. You know, naturally, like I like showed him some stuff to like make money. I'll say, you know what, you don't gotta wait for nobody to get you right. no job like right. you can you can get this like right now right. no matter how old you are and so he was like i want to sell cookies i want to do this i want to do that so when he was four we started this uh this um this cookie business and this is called cookie breath cookies and then the slogan on it was i could have sold a million but my mom keeps eating them all so uh, i was <laughs> baking <laughs> so i wake up and bake bake cookies and uh we um uh, I made like a packaging and I put his little smile on the face on him. He went out and sold a whole bunch of those. Yeah. And then when he got like like enough money, then my mom took him to open up a bank account. And then um when he was seven years old, uh he told he came back to me. He said, Dad, remember we did that hip hop learning mixtape? I was like, Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna make my own song. I'm gonna make my own rap song. I was like, That's cool, you can do it, but if you Man. do it, it's gotta be it's gotta be positive. It's gotta be uplifting, inspirational. Right. So we came up with a song called "Ready to Learn," and that's on YouTube. You put in like a little solo, L I L, you know, solo, "Ready to Learn." It'll pop up. But he was seven years old, rapping downtown Pontiac on top of the Phoenix Center. Um, but like his whole life, man, he just he just been been a, go ahead. I was gonna say he's a little power man. You a little powerhouse, little fella. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, so he was seven years old, uh, rapping on stage, never shy. Uh, he was a star on his basketball team, star on his football team. Um, when he got a little older, uh, I remember my my family. You know, what I'm saying they they always had money, but like I said, I had a son young, and I was like, you know, this is my son sons. I had another one. These are my sons, and you know, I'm gonna take care of them. So uh, I never like really asked for hand. So you know, I said just yeah. just did the work. I remember Christmas came around. I can't think of the year. Maybe like 2009, 2010. <clears throat> but I remember um, I had this Christmas tree. It was just me, Solomon, and my other son Skyler. It was just us three. Mm-hmm. And um, I had this Christmas tree. It was maybe about five foot tall. No decorations on it. I probably had about a good like. Two little Christmas boys on there. <laughs> I was struggling. I was struggling for real. But uh, I, I got, I think I got both of them, like, some socks. Uh, I got them, like, a little, um, a little sketchbook mm-hmm. and something else. And so they opened that up. It was, like, nothing for real. And they opened it up. 
my son looked at me and he said, Dad, is this it? I was like, yeah, that's it. And he's like, thanks, Dad. I love you. And he just, like, appreciated just that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. so his his heart was pure. He was he was amazing. But um fast forward to uh to uh when he got a little older, when he was in the sixth grade. Um when he was in the sixth grade, he went on this, I think he's in the sixth grade. No, he's already playing football. Anyway, he's in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And he ended up getting um he kept getting like all A's on his report card. He was like some dad. Like, I'm not learning nothing at the school. Like, can I please go somewhere else? Like, I want to go somewhere where school challenge me. Yeah. So he was in Pontiac schools. This is a charter school in Pontiac. Yeah. So we ended up going out, you know, to the suburbs um, of Lake Orion. And uh, their uh, academics was a little bit tougher. Okay. So he went out there. And then his first report card, he ended up getting, like, a C. And he made the song called Ready to Learn. And then one of them, he was like, uh, um on the song he said if you want to be like i'd say a little bit but the song was if you want to be like anybody you should be like me i go to school every day to get them a's and the b's you would never ever ever see me with a c i'm best for greatness man can't you see and so when he made that song at that, at that young age since he used to like rapping and performing so many times yeah. that like stuck with stuck him with and him, resonated yeah. with him yeah and, and resonated in him so uh, that's what I used to use like, like a lot when he uh, go to school. I was like, say, you remember that Ready to Learn, learn song? Like, everybody know you from that. So, you know, you, you got to be on, on top of your game. Right. And so, we just used to have pep talks a lot. So, anyway, he ended up going to, uh, to to Lake Orion. He's He is in seventh grade now. Went to Lake Orion. And then when he first got there, like I said, he ended up getting a C on his report guard. And he was like, when he seen that, he was like, all right, I got to buckle down. I got to get up early you know except for school i gotta <laughs> he took it serious I gotta get up. yeah he took it real serious you know i gotta get up early for school the, these teachers said if i if i come to school an hour early they didn't help me so he is yeah. waking me up like early in the morning just just ready to go but i remember when he first went there um he was like the only black kid in his class oh, and yeah. um yeah he had told me he was like dad i don't got no friends so i was like hey just be you it's gonna come you know what i'm saying yeah and then um Couple of days later, it was a Friday. They had a uh, fun day Friday, so he went outside. They didn't know he was an athlete, and he was a uh, like the star quarterback on his team. So he was just outside on the playground, <clears throat> and then um, some kids out there throwing a ball around. And then they threw it, and they like kind of bounced over and went over to him. And he picked it up and like, "Hey, buddy, hey, throw it here, buddy, throw it here." So he got back in his little quarterback stance, you know, saying just <laughs> and chucked it over <laughs> there. <laughs> Yeah, and he and he uh like like I said, he chucked it over there, and like everybody just like like watched the ball in the air, and it's like some whoa. Then yeah. instantly, instantly, he was like the man at the school just because he could throw a ball. About, but yeah. he ended up, yes, yeah, so and just so he could throw it. But he went on to break the um break break the break the record and and long jumping track out there. Uh, he did a lot of amazing things. Um. When he became an eighth grader, uh, he wanted to go to this uh, high school called Orchard Lake St. Mary's. That's where I went. So that was like that. That always been this dream school. His his uncles they all went there and they, they went on to play for U of M. And uh, you know that's just where he wanted to go. And yeah. um, I was like, look, if you want to go there, you know, what I'm saying you gotta make sure you got the grades. You got this. He was like, so yeah, Dad, I'm gonna make sure I have my grades. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. So he's in eighth grade. He went over to St. Mary's. He uh, was shadowing over there. Then all the teachers got to meet him, and they like instantly like fell in love with him with his personality. 
Yeah. And then he had to take the high school placement test. When he took the high school placement test, he went up, and then he didn't have a pencil for his test. And lady was like, "Some, what you mean have a pencil? Are you supposed to have a number two pencils? I sent it. He was like, someone, look, you give me a number two pencil, and I'm going to give you three championships. And she was like, so, oh, really? <laughs> he would just, he would just like, like confident, cocky, or like, but he, yeah, but he can always back it up. You know, so he's like, so you give me a number two pencil, I'm going to give you three championships. So he ended up taking a high school placement test over at West Lake St. Mary's, and he had one of the highest scores. So they gave him an academic and an athletic scholarship to go there. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And then, um, you know, we, we all went to Brightmore, and then um, uh, the opportunity came up to go on a missions trip to El Salvador, yeah. Central America. And I spoke to him about it. He was like, so, yeah, Dad, I think I want to go. And I was like, all right, we can, we can sign you up. We can set you up. And then uh, my father, he was like, boy, what you know about a missions trip? He was like, I don't know. I go over there and tell people about, tell people about God. He was like, well, it's a little bit more than he's like, well, it's a little bit more than that. So my dad went to some details with him. And then my dad ended up uh, opening up the Bible and reading him a couple of verses. Then my mm-hmm. dad, you know, helped my son, you know, give his life to God. And that was just just at my parents' house, you know, oh, just, nice. just upstairs on the couch. Yeah, my, my son gave his life to God. So uh um, so after that, you know, everything was good. Um, he ended up getting into photography. I'm a photographer, and then um he started doing like like kid parties. Yeah. So every time like like a like like a kid or teenager they have a party and they call me, I just give it to him and I like be his assistant. Oh, um, that was nice. He was yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah. And he was like real good with saving money. So every time he made money, say he made like sixty dollars from like shoveling snow or cutting grass, he would keep like ten for himself and put the rest in the bank because he wanted to buy his own car when he got to high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so he was um so after he did like the cutting grass and the um, shoveling snow, I introduced him to uh to photography. Excuse me, I introduced him to photography, and then like a lot of kids started knowing that oh he make money doing pictures too. But like I said, he was like flashy about it. He was just all about sports and all about his all about his work and mm-hmm. went to church every Sunday. So one day he ended up going to the mall after a basketball practice. He called me. He's like, "Some dad." I, I, I finally dunked. I, I dunked. I'm like, oh, that's what's up. You can dunk the ball now. You're not Avery. You, you the man. He's like, right. yeah, yeah, that was pumped. That's pumped. But uh, I was at work that day. I was working at St. Joe's Hospital, and I had to work early that Saturday morning when he had to go to practice because mom ended up taking him. And uh, um, so afterwards, he had, uh, asked me if I can um, if I can give him my credit card information because he wanted to like buy something uh, for his dirt bike. He had a dirt bike that I had bought him. Okay. And um, he wanted to order a part. He wanted to order a part from it off of eBay. And he can like take the dirt bike apart, put it right back together. He was just like good at everything he put his hands on. Yeah, he was. You know, yeah, it, it was just just always success. It's successful, uh, everything that he touched. So I gave him my credit card information. And then um, the last time I spoke to him was like later on that night. So he had went to the mall, mm-hmm. and then when it's time for him to get picked up from the mall, he called his mom, and his mom was like, "I can't come get you right now because you know I'm in the middle of doing hair." His mom's a hairstylist, so she told him to uh, end up. She told him to uh, catch a ride with some of his friends that were up there at the mall. Mm-hmm. So he seen these guys that were uh, that were up there that he played sports with them. You know when he was you know a younger kid, so he ran into them. He was like, "Hey y'all, can I catch a ride with y'all back to the crib?" He's like, "Yeah, we got you." So he ended up getting to the car with them. 
And then after about a good, like two hours pass, not about a good hour and a half pass, because I'm on close and I, about a good hour and a half pass. And I called him, I'm like, what's up, you with your mom? He's like, so no, she couldn't come get me. So I ended up getting into the car with some friends at the mall and she on her way now. And I was like, hold on, where you at? And when he told me where he was at, I knew like the side of town. And I was like, no, nah, you ain't supposed to be over there. Right. And I was like, let me call your mom right now. So I ended up calling his mom. And I was like, uh, go pick my, I always called him my baby. I was like, go pick my baby up. And I was like, he over there on such and such. And you don't know what could be going on over there. She's like, okay, I'm finishing up now. I'm about to go get him. So I get off the phone with her thinking everything cool. About 20 minutes passed. Um, and within those 20 minutes that passed, um, when they when the boys know he was getting ready to leave, they told him he couldn't go nowhere without giving up his money. And he didn't get to like make no deposits or give his money to my mom because he always gave his money to my mom to put in a bank account. Yeah. So he ended up having like, so he had about a good 150 bucks on him. And um, the kids pulled a gun out and it was like, bring your money. My son, he was tall, strong. He used to work out every day. Play, uh, he, he wrestled. Um, he boxed, you know what I'm saying? So he like, yeah. so what? Man, I ain't giving you nothing. Like, this is my money I work for, man. I ain't giving you nothing. Pulled the trigger, shot my son in the head, like, right on the side of the head, went in here, and came out that side. <clears throat> so, man, I got it. Yeah, so I had got a call like a little while um, afterwards. And mind you, I ain't seen my son none this day. The only time I seen him was that morning when I woke up. Not kissing him before I went to work. And after mm-hmm. that, that's when his mom picked him up, taking the basketball practice. So this lady called me screaming, talking about your son just got shot. So I'm rushing and get over there. But at the same time, I believe God, you know? Yeah. At the same time, I believe God. I'm like, yeah, my son got shot, but yeah, he cool. He so, cool, right. Yeah. So while my heart beating super fast, I'm still trying to keep calm because I serve a mighty God. Right. So we get over there where the scene was. It was like packed with with police and um, and fire trucks. And then I pulled up, I got out, and then um, the fire got the fire truck was like, move out the way, move out the way. And I'm like, that's my son, that's my son. And then I asked him where he got hit at, and he wouldn't tell me. He was like, it was high, it was high. I was like, what you mean high? So um, we end up uh, following him to the uh, to the hospital to McLaren Hospital, and McLaren Hospital is a significant to it because when I was 18 with a baby mm-hmm. on the way, um, mm-hmm. we had this big family meeting because my son's mom, uh, at the time, her side of the family didn't want us to have a baby. It was like, y'all too young. Oh, we just yeah. need to get a, it is like, y'all too young. We just need to get abortion. And my family was like, no, we pro-life and <laughs> we're going to be behind them. You know what I'm saying? They can, they can continue to go to school. They can go to college and we'll yeah. take care of them. But uh, they ended up going behind my back and they took my son, uh, when they took my son's mom to the abortion clinic, she's she 18 years old. So they told her to lay back and they put the instruments inside of her, you know, to go ahead and perform the abortion. Mm-hmm. When they did that, my unborn son, he had moved his body in a way to where they couldn't get him. And so they had to do a two-part abortion. He's supposed to go back the next day. She was supposed to go back the next day. And they were supposed to, um, you know, do the second part of abortion to take them out. But I ended up calling the police, told them it was a medical emergency because I wanted my son. I was right. already bought stuff for him, you know what I'm saying? So right. I wanted my son. So I'm calling the police, and they ended up taking her down to McLaren Hospital. Oh. And at the hospital, yeah. So they took her to McLaren Hospital. She was uh, three months pregnant with him. And then when he went inside of here, it was like 
we ain't never seen nothing like this before. Ain't nothing we can do. So 14 years later, my son is 14 years old, and um, they end up taking him back to McLaren Hospital. And I'm like, no, no, right. not McLaren Hospital. Because when <laughs> right. we was fighting for his life back then, right. y'all said it's nothing y'all can do. So we went inside of there, and um, there was like, yeah, I don't think he going to make it through this one. But I'm still not tripping. I'm still believing in God. Um, I'm still crying, praying, but I didn't see him yet. But uh, we ended up getting a move from McLaren to Children's Hospital in Detroit. Okay. And that's where they, um, yeah, that's where they tried to take care of him for like, like the next like seven days. But uh, unfortunately, he ended up going brain dead. And, uh, you know, they, they, they pulled the plug on him. But uh, like my faith was like so high, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, like it was, it was to the point to where, like I pull up to the mall or something, and if I find the parking spot that's close to the door, I thank God for that. Like right. everything, you know. So I'm giving God praise for everything. I'm just yeah. recognizing all the blessings and giving to Him. Right. But when my son passed away, yeah. See, and that's the thing is that, and and that's the part that uh is so tricky because you're a Christian, you're saved you know that life is has a beginning and an end. So you know all this stuff in your mind. But then when that trauma hit you, like all that stuff changed. And so my thing is, and that, that's like right into, which is, so as a Christian though, like where, so our faith is like, you know, out of the ceiling, you know what I'm saying? So in your mind, where are you headed in your mind? Like, where did that take you? I was really just, just questioning God, I was questioning my faith. I was mad at God. I was like, you're supposed to be all powerful. Like, right. we was just at church last Sunday. Like, how can you let this, how can you let this happen? You know, so I was, I was mad at God. I ain't go to church. I couldn't pray anytime. Well, I was still taking my other kid, my, my, my family to church because I know I needed to keep them there. But when right. I went to church, my head wasn't there. And I would get like really upset at the pastor, Pastor Jamie. Yeah. When he would talk about miracles, I was like, I don't want to hear right. nothing about no miracle <laughs> right now. You right. know what I'm saying? I yeah, I, I don't want right. to hear nothing about no miracle. Yeah, but uh, man, I, my, my family and a lot of people in the community, they they all love my son. And just them just just sharing a pain with me and, and, and expressing uh, you know, their, their heart to me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that helped me out a lot. Cause I knew I wasn't in it alone. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, also my, my father, he's a minister and I spoke to him like multiple times about it and about God and about faith. And he always just had like the best answers, like ever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, but one thing that he had, um, told me, like, like you said, uh, life always has a beginning and end. And I know that, but you don't want that for your kids. Like, yeah. You, you know, yeah, you, yeah. You want yeah. You want them to live a full life. Yeah, you want them to live a full life. But my dad, he just said something like so simple that got me back on the right track. And he was like, son, bad things has been happening to people since the beginning of time. Yeah. And that little simple little message that he gave me just like helped me start getting back on the right track and getting back, you know, right with God and everything. Yeah. Because uh, like I said, my, my son, he did give his he did like, give his life to yeah, he did give his life to God exactly one month before he passed. Yeah, and I don't know if I want to see my son. Yeah, and I don't know if I want to see my son again. Yeah, you know, I gotta, yeah, I, I gotta stay on track. 
Yeah. And that's the thing too, that that conversation I think with God is um is 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 I think a lot of people feel like you shouldn't or, you know, you feel like, you know, sometimes people be like, you know, what are you questioning God about and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't look at it as that. I think that we're human. And I think that mm-hmm. we're going to ask questions, man. And I think that if you do have a real relationship with God, God will send somebody to actually provide you with some comforting words, which ended up being your yeah. dad. Right. So you, yeah. you pissed off. You don't want to hear nothing from nobody, but then the one person God know that you will hear from is your dad. And like you said, yeah. it was like one, a simple saying that nobody else probably could have said to you to where you would have took it the right way. But, uh, and that's the love that the right. So, I mean, that's literally the love that God has is that, yo, dude, even though stuff is go- could happen, I'm always going to provide something for you in a comforting way. And, uh, and so I think yeah. that I like the way that you said that those words that your dad was able to give you in such a crazy dark moment lit up in your, in your mind to where you can actually understand and start to, you know, really come off the anger tip. Cause I mean, I'm, yeah. listen, I'm a fire. I'll be a firecracker. So I know, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? I'm ready to go tear through the whole house with everybody. You know, it's like, and that's the problem saying that, uh, thank God for your relationship with Christ, because you could have been somebody else, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, 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 and you weren't. And, uh, and I think that's a, a comforting from God to shield you, uh, from allowing the real rage that could take place in something, situation like that. So, uh, I'm very happy that God was able to give you some words. I really thank God that he used your dad uh, because that's, that speaks volumes of who your dad is in your own life, uh, which shows, that's why I said I wanted to hear that story because that shows why you, you poured all of that into your son and building a relationship uh, because you and your father um, uh, have a relationship to where you guys can talk like that and your dad can still speak to you at a, such an older age and it penetrates you. You know, you, oh, yeah. still to this day, yeah, I always call on him, yeah. Yeah, so I, I like that, man. And uh, so when you got to that healing process part, like once your dad told you that, and uh, and I mean, the hurt still and stuff there, but I mean, he did give you something that you can actually visualize on. So what was that process like? So what was some things that, you know, God led you down or whatever path he led you down to actually start to heal on that process or the process to well, healing? Well, still going through the whole healing process it's 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 a daily thing mm-hmm. um but uh after i spoke to my dad i know i want to keep my son's like memory alive like i couldn't just just let him go just that easy you know what i'm saying yeah so um we uh i started a non-profit actually mm-hmm. called the king solomon jr foundation yeah and uh with that is we, we do a uh, uh, mentoring um sports training um, and uh, we, we didn't get to do the tutoring part, you know what I'm yeah. saying, because the whole COVID thing that, that right. just happened. But that was, that was just one of our plans. But um, we ended up doing a football camp uh, over at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. That's the school that he wanted to go to. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, like, me and my son, we did everything together. I did everything for him. You know what I'm saying? I was, yeah. if, if anything was going on in his life, I'm like, I, I nope. I'm I got here. it. I'm his daddy. Like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm his number one. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, like, I'm his number one fan. Like, like I got it. You know what I'm saying? So, when we did the football that. camp, yeah, when we did the football camp, uh, I wanted to do everything. I wanted to make the flyers for it. I wanted to make the shirts. And um, that's how I started um, uh, 
I started like like a clothing company in my in my son's name. Yeah. It's not really like like a name to it except like KSJ uh, King Solo Junior. That's actually one of uh, one of the shirts sure, I got sure. on here. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. And then this picture, like I said, I'm a photographer. He was helping me um break down my equipment. And right before I took everything down, mm-hmm. he was like, Dad, hold on, get this picture real quick. And that's the picture I took of him. And that's the picture that was actually on his uh, obituary. Okay, yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. How long you been but, doing um, the photography? I've been doing photography. I used to live in uh, Los Angeles. And then uh, when I moved back, um, I got into photography. I went to, uh, went to film school. Oh, so yeah. you do it. You, you for real, for real on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I got, a, I got a studio and everything. Yeah, I got a studio. It's about, about one mile from, like, downtown Pontiac. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, and like I said, my yeah, like I said, my my son. Um, as soon as he started taking pictures, he was like, "Oh, dad, like I love this," and I was like, "Hey, this all you? Like you can have all this equipment? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, this this is for you." So what I was, my whole look on it is like, I'm not gonna be here forever. So let me teach you, right, whatever you need. You know, so just in case I leave here, you know what I'm saying. So I was given. My son, like all the jewels, like everything that I knew and everything I went through, bad or good, always make sure I broke it down and gave it to him, so he didn't know how to deal with any any, any issues, that, that, yeah. yeah, any situation that, that that came his way. He didn't know how to deal with it, you know. Yeah, but um, I, that's an important thing, I think. Um, uh, and this is, you know, like the numbers for young guys that are go astray is because there's no fathers in the home. Um, mm-hmm. And not even in the home, but not even just being present. Um, uh, literally, I thought I was the only one that uh, that put that type of time in with their son. Like I'm a, it's like looking and talking to my own self, dude. Because that's how I am. Like I pour anything that my son got going on. I'm I'm like this. My wife would say, like she don't even get a chance to touch him. Like, dude. Like she, literally, she had to like get tickets to take him to a basketball game because she was like, "You, you don't give no room for me to get in there." <laughs> I'm like, but I'm a, I had that same mentality. I literally, um, um, I, I really like to hear that. So if you guys are out there listening, man, listen. Uh, Solomon already said, man, we we here for a certain amount of time. Spend quality one on one time with your sons. They need it. They need it, man. They need it. And you, and, and, and as we can see through the story of that, you don't know if something may happen or not. So you want to spend daily time with your sons and your daughters, but this show is about fellas. And so really drilling in on those, on those sons. So I like that the memory thing, uh, you guys got anything else that you do around, um, uh, around the nonprofit or anything like that? Well, uh, what we do, like, like boys who don't have positive male influence in, in, in their life, those ones who we uh, mentor to and do sports training with, um, we got, well, we didn't do, the, like I said, COVID was this year, so we didn't get to do uh, the football camp. We do um, we do football camps. Well, that's just a fundraiser. So we do football camps and we do um, uh, uh, talent shows because, like I said, my, my son, he used to perform. Oh, okay. we yeah, and we when we earn that money, then we put that into the nonprofit, you know, so we can re- reach out to these boys. Like like I said, boys who lost and don't have any guidance at all. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like that's a really important thing um, to do. And I think you know, 
those guys, hopefully they appreciate you because, you know, you go hard in the paint. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. hopefully they appreciate that you're not doing this for any accolade that it literally has been a part of your fiber from day one um, uh, with your, with, you know, with your own son at that time. So um, hopefully they appreciate that. Uh, but that's literally something that I told you before, man, that's my passion too. I think that um, we, as men, we've got to kind of, we got to go back and help these young guys out, man, because the, when these dads don't want to do their job, uh, we as men, we got to step up. Like we got to literally step oh, yeah. up and not just, like I said, I got my son, but I got to look at how many other guys can I actually, you know, go back and touch to be able to help and pull. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I told you, we, I would love to join in on any, anything that you have. I got about, it's like about 10 of us of guys that I mentor and, and uh, well, I, I probably don't mentor them now, man. We've, I've been with them and they're, they're getting it. So uh, yeah. they're, they're ready to go. Like they're ready to start like helping other young guys and stuff. But, uh, but like I said, man, once that COVID gets done and stuff, you know, please um, oh, yeah. yeah, man, because, uh, and even if you just need just help, like I ain't gotta be, I'm a background guy, man. Um, I'm literally just, I'm really big into service. And so, uh, if you just need guys to come and just move some stuff around to be able to put projects together or whatever, please feel free to hit me up, dude. Awesome, uh, awesome, I definitely oh, yeah. clear off uh, my schedule uh, because I, I'm all for helping uh, young guys who who don't have a chance or who have a chance, man, but need to get a better understanding of how to you know operate in that chance. So yeah. uh, I got one thing here. So if you have five things that you could tell a grieving father today to help him get some strength, what would you tell him? Um, one, like, keep talking about him. You know, uh, every chance that I get, I tell somebody about my son, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like when I do that, you know, I'm keeping his spirit alive. Yeah. So I make sure I always talk to him. I don't like to hold that in. I don't like to sit in a de- depressed space at all you know what i'm saying because right. uh i don't want to end up like my son's mom where she just end up drinking yeah so and like i said i got i got other kids and stuff that uh that i gotta raise and i know i gotta be mentally you know healthy for them as yeah. well but um yeah i say uh you know talk about them um should keep god first you gotta keep praying um you can start a nonprofit. you can do like i did uh Start a clothing line, anything, just to keep your uh, keep your loved one, your your son, daughter, name alive. Yeah, I'm a fast five, but <laughs> I, I think I yeah, it's it, it, well. I mean, I mean, I always just go with five. Um, but whatever yeah. it is, I mean, we really just want to be able to tell because you know people uh, sometimes they they will get stuck, like how you said that you don't. We don't really want the guys that get stuck out there because they, like I said before, that we don't really talk to people about those you know, things that are hurting us way to the core. Uh, so these will be yeah. really good for them to understand that, yo, you know, keep speaking about them, talking about them, and then uh, always keeping God in the forefront, even though the conversation is hard and you still might have to talk to them. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sure that conversation still could come up at any given day, driving, sitting, really, dude, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, really, you know what I'm saying? But um, but being okay with, to, with having that conversation with God, I think that that also helps relieve the pressure um, uh, from screaming at other people. If you just talk to God 
and just continue to relieve that to him because he can, he can take it. He can comfort you and he can take all, whatever you're talking about, he can take it. So I like that. And then, um, and then the nonprofit stuff uh, or anything that actually just benefits something that your child enjoy doing that you can actually put in like your, your son was been everything, man. So I like that you guys use the football yeah, training. You guys got the talent show. So all that stuff is centered around, you know, everybody who knows him knows that all of those pieces um, definitely ooze the little fella out. Right. So it's just like, whatever oh, it yeah. is, they know that he would love to beat. And he's like, this is something that I would love to have going on. So I do. I like that. Uh, and then what would you tell the supporting cast? Like, you're going through it, but what would you tell somebody like me who have to talk to my buddy or my friend about it? Like what, what should I be doing on my end? Um, that would be the best thing to do. Not what I think I should be doing, but what you actually would need from somebody like me in a time like that. You know what, uh, what, what I like, I like that people, you know, bring up my son to me, you know what I'm saying? When they talk to talk, talk to him about me or they got got questions like i love 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 talking about my son because like i said that that keeps his spirit alive mm-hmm. so as long as you just keep keep telling that you thinking about him you know what i'm saying and and um you know if his son meant something to you let, let him know that hey your son meant something to me and yeah just whatever just just talk to him and just just bring his son up you know because that's that's like a huge loss a huge part of him so yeah. you just like recognize that, you know what I'm saying? Every, every now and then, I'm sure, you know what I'm saying? He appreciate that. Yeah, man. Well, listen, man, um, that's all I have, man. I think that this was some valuable information. Um, hopefully you guys um, out there share this with as many people as you possibly can. I mean, you have to share this out there. We want to try to get this video and the podcast, the audio out to as many men that are, you know, battling or having trauma in their life that they can hear a good positive story uh, that that would fit what they're where they're at. Something that that life was great, something hit them, and then life was able to be great on the other side uh, with the uh, using different ways to actually keep those memories alive. Uh, to create a better space mentally and spiritually. So just make sure that you guys share it, subscribe to it, uh, put a little comment. If you guys have questions uh, that you want to even ask uh, Mr. Bonner here uh, uh, on anything, please put them down in the comment section. Uh, I can always reach out to him and let him check them out and um, have him just respond yeah. to anything. Um, like he said, he loves talking about his son. He, 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 he enjoys it. So if you have questions on anything, don't let it be, nothing's off topic. Just ask it. I'll filter it through, give it to him. And, uh, and then we'll get back to you on it, man. Did you have anything else you want to say? Um, well, I'm about to say my son, he touched like so many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you heard of this, of uh, this kid named uh, KJ Hamler. He, he's from Pontiac. He played on the same uh, team as my son. He's a, a little older than my son. Mm-hmm. He played on the same uh, football team as my son. And, he ended up going up Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Um, and then from there, he went to Penn State. And now he got drafted. And he uh, He's with the Denver Broncos. And before every single game, oh, he so. takes my son. Before every single game, I made this uh, this shirt. Like, I screen print this shirt. Like I said, I bought all the equipment to make all the shirts with my son picture on it. I mean, 
I spent a lot of money on equipment <laughs> just because because that was that was me spending time with my son like yeah. in my mind like yeah. making the shirts and making flyers and stuff like that's me spending time with my son like even yeah. though he's not here like that's me and him so um yeah so I made this shirt and I uh gave it to KJ when he was out at um out at Penn State and he said he never wore the shirt but now that he's at now he's with the Denver Broncos before every single game he takes the shirt with my son big picture on there says the legend on there and he takes it out and he uh puts it right at the uh right at the touchdown like where little little pylon is yeah so he he puts it right there before each game and then he goes and works out and stretches with the team and then um then when they go back to the locker room that's when he picked the shirt up and he take it back in so man that's that's yeah he's he's touched a lot of people yeah, yeah. And so when that happened, I was like, my son made it. You know, right. he, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he wanted to make it to the NFL, but they, they ended up um the Denver Broncos ended up doing the interview um with KJ about my son. It was like, what, what's the shirt? Who is he? He was like, Well, that's that's my brother. His name's Solo. So and that was that's nothing but God right there. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh that 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 right there, that's dope right there. Um, yeah. so yeah yeah i mean your son continues to live on basically in spirit man i mean mm-hmm. uh still mm-hmm. touching people um and then once again uh he's gonna touch more people like this is gonna help a whole another set of uh guys out there uh so uh we're definitely thankful for you sharing um uh, this story with us man um sorry that it had to happen but I, i'm very excited that you're willing and able to actually share the story to be able to help other people. I love that heart in you. And like I said, hopefully, man, we can continue to connect. Uh, I didn't really oh, yeah. want this to be a one-timer uh, for you to come on the show. I'm literally trying to build connections, man, um, and not m- monetary connections. Like I want new friendships, new type of people. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in a different season of my life. So I'm literally trying to. I'm with you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to put some different people in my space. I was telling my wife that I was like, is this time to just kind of level up a little bit and get some different faces uh, that I can connect with, get some new information. You're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. You've been doing it longer than me. So, I mean, you probably got tons of stuff that you can talk to me about. Uh, I'm literally about to, I'm about to relaunch my apparel company. So, see, you got the... Okay. Uh, the studio with the camera and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. We can do it. We can work together. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm definitely going to reach out on that level um, and so I can uh, go ahead and, and get some uh, photos done for that. For this podcast, I'm about to, I want to get some photos for that. So I think we're going to definitely connect on that level. So you can definitely look for me. Uh, hopefully, I don't know how December look, but like my kids will be out of school between de- December and January. So I'm trying to set myself okay. up to be able to to be able to get out to do that during that time when they're, you know, at home. So, uh, so yeah, that would, I, uh, once again, like I said, man, are, are, I pre- huh? I'm, I'm saying, are, are they doing virtual school right now? Or do they, they actually go to school? They do both. So, uh, okay. if, if they have a case at the school, man, then they can come home and do virtual. Uh, my son okay. is, um, my son is my daughter. They had a case at her in the fifth grade. So she's at home for the rest of the week. Uh, okay. she didn't get, have to get tested because there wasn't someone in her classroom, but basically they took that whole section of the school and shut it down for deep cleaning. Uh, so okay. my son is able to, they, my kids go to Southfield Christian. Um, so uh, my son is still there, uh, going every morning, basketball practice yeah. and, and all of that stuff. So, um, uh, so, you know, uh, he doesn't really like the online stuff. 
he has yeah it's it's an adjustment yeah the classes man this dude's got like three ap classes he's like dad i gotta be in the class yeah he oh, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He, he trying to do that thing too man uh on on those grades uh he's been very focused plays basketball um and he's locked it in on basketball as his number one sport um how old is he man uh he's 16 so he's a junior this year um, he, he right behind my, my oldest. Yeah, so he so this will be he's playing varsity this year. Um, we'll see. I told him, you know, go hard in the paint. He he's waiting on his growth spurt, so he's like about five seven. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm six one, so I figured it, it it. I think it's gonna come between now and senior, the end of senior yeah, year. Yeah. I think it'll hit him. So he just been grinding. I told him just stay grinding. He's picked a couple of colleges that he would like to go to. So I told nice. him these next two years, I'll I'll be pretty much be his manager and um, I'm a video. And um, my wife was like, why don't you just start calling the schools and setting up? So I was like, I was already on top of it. But, you know, she was she looking at me like, get on that already. But uh, he's oh, been yeah. like so far, he's got like three schools. He's trying to he wants to play basketball and play and go to college. So. He's like finding Scott. So he's looking at rosters, right? So he's like, okay, <laughs> they got four seniors at guard level, you know, combo guards. He's like, this school will be a fit, dad. <laughs> I'm like, well, let's look at he's this. smart. He's smart. Literally, dude, he's like, hey, dad, check this school out. Pensacola Christian is a uh, D2 school. But they got like, they got a horrible record. And then they got like five seniors that are going to be leaving when he comes in if he would like I to go you. there. Yeah. So yeah. I said, Hey, we'll go down there this summer, play with them in the summer league and all that stuff. Come back senior year, at least go this year so that they can come and check you out in the summer. Uh, the dude is a gritty dude. He's not, he's not a tall dude, but he can shoot the mess out that ball. I mean, he's been short for all pretty much all his life. So I, we had to shoot dribbling and shooting. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so we just, I just told him the grades is the most important thing. Like, yeah, man, I miss all that, man. You just talking about it. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. I wasn't trying to do that to you, man. No, that's cool because I got I got I got other um I got other kids too, but the oldest man, he was just he 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 I'm sorry, man. Yeah, but the oldest man, he just he just set the tone. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It was just it's me and him. Man was going around to, to camps and practicing and, and working. He was waking up at five o'clock in the morning with his with his tights on and his shorts and his stuff. Say ready to like, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, was, we was going to the gym at like five o'clock in the morning. I'd be knocked out asleep and he must have dad, don't you want me to be better? Don't you want me to be better? Let's go. So that's how he was. But and then my, my all my kids was like that. But after he left, man, it's like that passion just like died with my with my other sons. You know? Yeah, I mean they they can still get out there and play, but it's not it's not the same. Not the same because he was a driving yeah. force. Yeah, yeah. Was he the oldest? Yeah, yeah. He was the oldest. My firstborn. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was a driving force, man. I wasn't trying to make you do all of that. Yeah, man. I, I know, do apologize. That's no, cool, but you just you just talking about you and your son and you know what I'm saying shooting and all that. That was that was me and my boy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I said, man, that definitely make sure we just stay in touch with, with, with everything. Um, I definitely want to be a part of whatever you guys have going on. Um, 
And like I said, and then probably in a few weeks, man, I'm going to hit you up so we can set up some time for the photo stuff. Um, Most definitely. I never really done a photo shoot before, so you had to you had to do all the directing, dude. <laughs> I got you. I've been doing it for a while. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to need all the directing uh, for that. So, uh, but yeah, man. Hey, this is it, man. Um, uh, basically, like I said, I'll, hopefully you guys just share this uh this, this episode man with as many people as possible um so to, so that we can just touch some lives man and uh this is your boy q and bonner and we are out yeah.